All right. So are you recording, Kai? Uh, we are live on the internet. That's not how it works. That is we're, not we're, how we're it works. never live. Well, there's a broadcast button. Well, don't do that. <laughs> okay. Don't push so, <laughs> okay. Before we begin, <laughs> I have this, a topic uh, to kick us off, but I just, I just, I just want to check something first. Are you able to hear this? Yes. Yeah, you're typing. Okay. You're typing. Did you buy a cool. clicky keyboard? No, 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 no. That's just the keys on my 2016 MacBook Pro. But, I mean, sorry, yes, it is a clicky keyboard. That's but a I just flex. wanted to make sure um, that you heard <laughs> the hypocrite logging in. Um, what? So, it's me logging in to start the podcast. No. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> so, the first, the first topic that I have here is credit card. So, if you remember like a month ago, I was very uh, anti-credit card on this podcast. And I, I just wanted to say that I, um, I've jumped on the credit card life, <laughs> maybe Ooh. temporarily um, right. for, for some reasons. But, yeah, I just, I, I feel like... I feel like I couldn't not mention it after being so like clear about like I'm not really like super keen on credit cards and now I'm like well I have one in my wallet and I'm kind of using it a little bit. I thought you would come around. Yeah, I felt like you were a credit card person. I don't I don't know. You <sighs> Look, just feel like a person I know, who enjoys I agree. the points. Well, that's the thing. So I'm trying to be strategic about it and you know like not use it day to day and more just like you know for like the big things. Because, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. because yeah, because it was like a, it was it's one of those airline ones, and it's like it it pays for itself in the free stuff because you get um you get like a return domestic flight and all this stuff. So I was like, look, I, even I, if I, I just know. signed up for the card, like did the minimum spend and then never used it again, mm-hmm. I would come out ahead. And the thing yeah. is, I'd have no trouble hitting the minimum spend, especially this month or last month with the iPhone thing. So, yeah, I was like, it's, yeah. the, it's the perfect month to do it. Like, I don't even have to go out of my way. I can just use it for the iPhone and a few other things. And I've hit that. And if it sits in a drawer for a year and I cancel it before it's renewed, like, it's great. Come out well, ahead. I might as well um, use it for coffee so yeah, and, and for lunch and for dinner. I, just, I just want to address that. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll, I'll see yeah. uh, next week you're, you're telling us your pick for next week will be a uh, folder to to categorize all your credit cards <laughs> <laughs> no no i can't it can't be that person but yeah i do have <laughs> a single credit card with a with a very low credit limit it's enough to buy a macbook pro <laughs> and i figure anything else that's not too low i'm not gonna not because i want to buy one but just because that's like what's well, that your requirement you went in there and you're like all right I, I can i can do low i don't care but it has to me the macbook yes because my thing is that's probably the single biggest item i would ever buy yeah. like not that i'm looking for a new macbook pro but it's just like when i when eventually there's well, a new macbook pro is it, is like, it, i kind of wanted to cover is that. it that 16 inch macbook pro uh size oh limit? it wouldn't cover that okay no, it, would, it wouldn't cover that <laughs> all right so under under no, twenty thousand. that's good to know <laughs> yeah yeah um not not mac pro either unfortunately no um, what about the stand could you get the stand <laughs> Look, maybe I could buy one of the wheels. Maybe right. two. Maybe two. Right. We'll see. I mean, you can just um, you just buy one wheel a month, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, works too. Or yeah. Enough yeah. enough months, you you have yourself uh, a computer chassis. That's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of look. I kind of came around to the idea because of like, okay, like if it's like it worked out okay. Like there were lots lots of airline points up for stake here, and it was yeah. like. It's very, very reason. Like, it's like the bonus points are enough to go to Perth and back three times from Sydney, <laughs> which is very serious. But also like, that's definitely not a- something you you do a lot. 
I'm considering it for December, but that's another story. All right. Um, but like, it's just, they don't expire. So it's like, that will cover many domestic flights for yeah, the next, yeah. I don't travel that much, but like when I do, it's like, that will cover a few domestic flights. And it's like, that's thousands, like literally thousands of dollars in value. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, now, now you can travel more because you have all those points. Mm. <laughs> See, that's how they get you if you end up traveling more. But it's like, yeah, no kidding. You know, if I just slowly chip away at it, plus the free return flight, like it's it's okay. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, so yeah, that's my plan. Like to just use it for big big purchases and not, um, again, not be the like person who's putting coffee on a credit card. Mm. Um, but hey. yeah, for for <laughs> sorry, yeah. And funnily um, enough, um, I'm using a debit card for most of my purchases <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> What changed you? <laughs> uh, they just introduced this weird uh, debit card here where you get um, 8% cashback on, on food orders online. Whoa, that is big. Don't, don't call it weird. Don't say it's a weird card. It's amazing. It's huge. Card. It is, it is huge. It's just, I mean, we order food like, I don't know, five, six times a week. And getting basically 10% back on on our uh, food expenditure. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a free meal every fortnight. Hey, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's, it's great. So, yeah, I, I will I will probably no longer use that one as soon as, I don't know. They have some weird, like, sign-up bonuses and those kind of things. That's mm-hmm. that's how I ended up with 10% or 8%. Okay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, funny. You're now uh, using a credit card and I'm yeah. using a debit card. We've done a, we've done a flip. Hmm. So yeah, I just wanted to. I I I kind of felt like I sh- that should be mentioned, yeah, just because I yeah. was so you know like against it, and I'm like I don't want to, you know, I'm not I'm you, not trying yeah. to like hide this from anyone, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you just want to be honest and tell people that everyone can change. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. And look, the thing is, I might cancel this in 11 months. In general, if if you come out ahead, you, you made the right call. Like it's the same thing I with know, like I, know, I just feel uneasy about it. It's like yeah, if you get lunch for a dollar, you don't say, "Oh, I feel so bad about getting lunch for a dollar." You just get your true, essentially true. free lunch, and and you're happy that some VC paid for your lunch, and you move on. And if, if you're no know, longer happy just... with the deal they're offering, you just decide to no longer use that. I mean, as long as you have that personality where you're like, "I use it until it no longer makes financial sense," well, you're you're, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. That's I a benefit like you have, have right? As a responsible person, that's a benefit yeah. you have that you can make more money sure. with uh basically no extra effort. So yeah. Cool. So, Kai, how is your iPhone? So I got a new iPhone. Um Again. Yeah. A Kai I, phone? As I mentioned, my first one had a weird uh cut in the back glass, so I got that swapped. The second one had a weird display, got that swapped, and now I have a perfectly fine iPhone 11 Pro that I'm very happy with. And it was a super smooth process and everything went fine. Yep. Mm. Mm. <laughs> cool. And the screen's good. Everything's okay. You sure? You double, triple checked? I'm very happy with the screen. I, I double and triple checked. Um, I mean, if if I need to be picky, uh, the 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 way the glass fits on the back is slightly less nice than than the other two. I mean, the way the glass fits. On you the know, back. when you feel the the space between the uh, stainless steel frame and the glass on the back. Oh yeah. How that is like on on half of the phones that is incredibly smooth, and you almost don't feel that there is an edge. Mm-hmm. And on some of them, there's a uh, you can feel that there is a disconnect or like a small edge between the metal and the glass. Is it like big enough so you could like get things stuck in it? Not, not. I mean, like dust and stuff. Not, no. It's it, you can just feel feel okay. that, that okay. It, there's like an extra millimeter of of 
miss misalignment even misalignment is too harsh of a word so if i want to be super critical yes this the the glass is not fitting as nicely into the frame but i i don't mind okay i'll keep that phone i'll be happy with it yeah i think it looks really nice cool. i think this screen looks significantly better than yeah we, we compared the two next to each other it was uh day and night despite both of them being in light mode uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious yeah but it, the, what, even even just during the boot screen the old one had kind of green apple you know the white apple that you get when you boot your phone uh ah, even on that okay. screen yeah, without yeah. anything else that was already a significant difference in how the two phones looked okay. um, that would annoy me so, yeah, yeah. That would, yeah so I'm, sure. I'm happy with this one um the people at the Apple Store didn't really care for uh, my explanation, or didn't they didn't care for for checking what I was talking about. Uh, they were more trying to figure out how to how to get a, give someone a refund that went through that process. Because when I got my phone swap the first time, they did a weird put it on a gift card in between. So what they're doing is because they asked me, "Do you want?" a refund on your credit card or should we j- and then you charge a new phone or should we just do like a swap uh, in store so well just do it in store then if why why you know if that's an option might as well so the way they're doing that is they they get a gift card do a refund to the gift card and then you buy the new phone with a gift card but then if you return that phone uh, it's, it's kind of annoying tricky for them mm. to give you a refund because the system only lets you refund back to a gift card at that point uh, which i obviously didn't yeah. have um, so what they had to do is refund it to a gift card, a new gift card in the store first, and then refund me that the value of that gift card back to my card. So it was a bit complicated. and Yeah, I think I this had, is an edge case that they haven't really dealt with before. So I think it's not really, it's not really a common problem. Yeah, I had, I had three people standing around me trying to figure out how to, how to get this working. Well, it's kind of fun. I, I, I like, the, like the easy pay terminals they have in the Apple stores they're quite interesting in how they work and the entire system i i I just find those kind of things interesting so i I didn't mind spending like half an hour looking at their systems and trying to figure out how to to make it work and everyone chipped in with ideas of how to make it work (laughs) so it was kind of kind of fun yeah finally you got a you got a great phone yeah that too like i said for another year or so until you update it again yeah then you go through the same thing sure tie those last couple of topics into each other mm-hmm. an advance can i just say because i when i ordered my phone this year i i ended up ordering two for various reasons and i canceled <laughs> the order do. for the first one and and kept the second one for mm-hmm. various reasons it was actually the same phone but there was just some minor details difference anyway um it was nice to have the credit card for that because i could put both the charges right. on the card and obviously mm-hmm. one would just like never go through and i was like that was really nice didn't have to worry about like moving some money around into a debit account and having an extra seventeen hundred dollars and just like it didn't really matter it was just yeah it's on the card it's gonna get refunded i don't really care right um, it's pretty <laughs> that was a, a nice advantage it's like yeah. not my money right and now you'll have that um, for dub dub as well you don't have to worry about having money on an account that apple will charge true. yeah yeah oh, just- yeah yeah yeah, I've actually set up um oh there was something something that was like gonna come out at a random date and it wasn't a hundred percent. And I was just like, look, it's just going to be so much easier to put this on. the. It wasn't a big amount of money, but it's just like, it's nicer than, you know, going to use a debit card and realize that mm-hmm. all of the hundred dollars I keep there is, is out. Um, so like, that's quite nice. Um, I feel like I'm talking about this way too excitedly. I should know I've paid everything off. I'm very up to date. I'm not like, 
spending money I don't have. I feel I feel bad about this. I feel like I need to clarify this. Oh, yeah. um, my phone is fully paid off, but it's it's I'm not using the credit functionality of the credit card. <laughs> um, it's okay, Zach. It's okay. I'm not going to get myself in debt. <laughs> uh, It'll be fine. Everything is fine. All right. Probably should stop talking about this. It was just, yeah. <laughs> um, did you see that? Um, did you happen to see the Google Chrome uh, updater issue that was um, basically uh, getting a whole bunch of Macs to kernel panic? I heard about this. And it was something if you had system integrity protection off. Is that right? That is exactly right. Mm-hmm. So what um, the Google Chrome Keystone updater did is remove the slash var symlink on your Mac. Which obviously nice. wouldn't wouldn't work if you have system integrity protection enabled because then your Mac would be like, now nah, you can't touch that. Uh, if you don't, <laughs> uh, your Mac will no longer boot, which is great because uh, that's a fun fun exercise. And mm-hmm. Google also released a statement: Hey, easy fix, uh, just reinstall macOS, which is um, fun. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal at yeah. all for a normal person no. too. Yeah. For anyone, really. I mean, also, you don't... I mean, a lot of people ran into that who either had very specific use cases, like if they had, like, specific movie editing. I think Avid users were hit by that because Avid required some... for you to turn off system integrity protection for some of their video, making sure you have a real license kind of thing. So if you have, like, a machine that you actually use for... for video movie production and it just kernel panicking in the, your entire studio all overnight uh, it's great very very easy also those machines are incredibly easy to set up again uh, <laughs> because everyone knows like uh, machines that are used for for video production basically stock configuration is it actually a lot of custom configurations for that? yeah i mean it depends of i mean just settings alone right movie editors usually have a lot of custom configurations because i mean it's like they're they're the way they make their money right it's like mm, their tools mm-hmm. that are configured to serve exactly that need so if all of that is gone some people might have uh, backups of all their configurations but if not, that's a bit painful. Hmm. Yeah, so that's that's that was a fun one. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not a good bug. Yeah, good yes. reason. See, just kind of the first big where system integrity protection was was uh, very useful because otherwise, imagine if if that was when did uh, system integrity protection come out? Two years ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's so, kind of recent. Yeah, imagine if that would have happened. And we didn't have that. All Macs oh, that yeah. have Chrome installed would just be yeah. uh, wiped out overnight. So that, that was a fun one. Yeah. And I think this is a pretty good argument for keeping it on. Because I think, um, was it was it earlier this year or maybe late last year that Steve Trout and Smith built that Marzipanify tool? And I think mm-hmm. we spoke about it at the time. I don't remember if it was on the show or, or just otherwise. But I think we both said we weren't willing to try it out because it meant you had to turn off system integrity protection. Mm-hmm. Kind of glad I uh, yep. made that choice now. Because yep. um, I was I was very tempted. I was like, well, this could be a bit of fun. But yep. um, yeah, that would have been a requirement. I was like, not really willing to do that. Um, yep. And there's also a good chance that he would have... I probably wouldn't have turned it back on. So Yeah, that's the thing. There's a good chance you would forget about it. Exactly. Yeah, you just play around with it for an afternoon never open it again but obviously never remember to turn it off uh, back on so mm. yeah yeah so that's that's good that we have that <laughs> also um what the hell does google do why do they <laughs> uh kill random symlinks i don't know i don't know my mm. my browser should not try to do anything with my symlinks please really it shouldn't be touching much of the file system i mean mm. it should yeah anyway 
Yeah. Google. Also, if you have a Hackintosh, uh, that that would be fun because they are also notoriously easy to set up. <laughs> not that, not that mm. either Google or Apple would care particularly much about your Hackintosh configuration. No, but no, if you do, you you're probably not happy about that either. No, that's bad. Mm. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting, uh, most uh, public uh, usefulness of system integrity protection so far. And I mean, that is with Catalina, which is coming out someday. So, um, this is Sunday or someday? Someday. I don't mm. know. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if they would release it someday. <laughs> but yeah, software release schedules are a bit weird at the moment. We're getting iOS updates frequently. We've got a couple of, we've got two Mac beaters this week. I think one was the GM, but. Well, it's not really a GM. We also got a new Xcode beat beta for a version that like for the next version when the current version isn't even public yet if that makes sense i think 11.1 is not public yet but we yeah. have a beta for 11.2 none of it makes sense i'm very confused yeah uh, as of it's cool, friday though, the like uh, 4th of october at 9 p.m pacific time we're on iOS 13 1.2 with 13.2 being in beta we are on Xcode 11 based on the App Store, but there's an 11.1 GM uh, in the developer portal and a beta for 11.2. Uh, Catalina is officially, Apple calls it GM, but itself calls itself yeah. uh, beta 11. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, however, Apple Arcade was just uh, released today. Is that on the beta? Yeah, if you're on the beta 11 that... Apple calls the GM, uh-huh. uh, then you're getting uh, Apple Arcade as of today, mm. which is funny because... So, I'm on beta 10 and I can I can play Apple Arcade on my Mac just okay. for what it's worth. Mm. You don't need the GM. I haven't I haven't had time. Mm. Wasn't that what they actually wrote originally on the on the website like a couple of weeks ago that you came across, Kai? Yeah, that's that they the would thing. Release on the 4th? Yeah. They took it out and now it's sort of there. But it's the thing. That that 4th of October that was there was for Apple Arcade. Mm, mm-hmm. So I just assumed that means all of Catalina will be released. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, in a way... Either it's a coincidence or, or that was actually correct. But also Apple Arcade isn't really launched though because it's only on the beta. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but it's now people have access to it. Yeah. And yeah. all the other betas, Apple Arcade was made available the day before the public launch. Yeah. Which is so also a bit strange. That we're going to get the new Mac OS tomorrow on a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds, sounds not, not risky at all. Yeah. So I, I assume next week, like early next week, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, that would probably right. Mm-hmm. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, I, I think that sounds fair. We're in GM now, so it's probably mm. fair to assume sometime next week. That's the iOS pattern as well, where the GM usually comes out the mm. week before. And Apple just wants to do us a favor and let us play some arcade over the weekend. Mm. Well, it is a long weekend here, but I am drowning in uni assignments. But maybe <laughs> after uni assignments, I can. Do and that. you don't like games? Um, no. So actually, okay. So because we're jumping all over the place this episode, I'm going to continue to do that. I am browsing the new arrivals for Apple Arcade on my Mac. I've come across Mini <laughs> Moto. Everything is this the game by the Mini? Is this the game by the Mini Metro people? Because it That's looks right. similar yeah. and it looks cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Have you played yeah, it? Is it is it good? Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. You should you should listen to episode episode sixty six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. I have I don't know if you might have spoken about this because I haven't finished it yet. But um, yeah, it looks cool. Cool. If you talk about this, I'll be very interested. Yeah. This is one of my favorite games on Apple Arcade, and I really like okay. uh, Mini Metro, and it just feels yeah. this feels. N- nicer i would say it feels a bit mm-hmm. i really like the music it feels a bit calmer and mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's just fun to just like 
play it as you're like just like as a relaxing thing it does get a bit stressful in the end but not it doesn't speed up as much as mini mini metro i think ah okay yeah because mini metro was a bit slow but you could speed up yeah i mean i i think mini motorways is getting pretty stressful towards the end as well um yeah but it's it's pretty good and it's actually i i tried it out this morning um when arcade launched they only had like 10 games i think throughout the day they actually added more and more games already um but mini um motorways was one of the first ones oh, so, so I, you tried it on mac yeah i tried it on mac How is it? and it's actually really it works really well i like, wasn't uh, sure if it's necessary because it feels like it's pretty good for touch control yeah but it, it almost is better on a mac because okay. you don't have the two zoom levels you know on on mm-hmm. iphone you have mm-hmm. to tap to zoom in and go into edit and then you tap again to zoom out, and that's a bit confusing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On I loved uh, Mini Metro on Mac because I played it on both iOS and Mac OS, and mm-hmm. pretty big fan yeah, of it. Was Mini Metro was on Mac OS. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, mm. it's pretty, and pretty uh, uh, Kiwi developers. Yeah, I, I noticed that. They have a cool name, Dinosaur. Dinosaur Polo Club. They're from Wellington. Yeah. So mm. I think this is the type of game where I'd pretty happily like pay $5 for one month of Apple Arcade, play it. Quite a bit over a few weeks, and then probably not again. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of a shame that you can't like buy it to keep because something like Mini Metro is something that I go back to every few mm-hmm. months, and you know I don't play for particularly long, but I might just have like a ten minute session, and it's quite a nice game to keep around on a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess Mini Metro serves that purpose, and if I want something to binge a little bit, then that's Apple Arcade's purpose. Mm. Um, is there anything you you so you both are running um, the latest Catalina update on your Mac? books yeah i'm on beta 10 so not the gm how comes you didn't update to the gm because it came out a couple days ago and i've needed my computer okay no i haven't had like a 40 minutes in front of my computer where i can step away and let it update that's all no particular reason all right Um, no i was just wondering if you guys feel like it's ready how do you feel okay considering that it's not my main machine uh, it's it's a bit harder to to make that definitive statement uh, most people say it's horrible for me it's pretty all right like after beta 7 when they dropped the new iCloud stuff since then it's been very i mean solid enough that i didn't notice anything major in the i don't know hour or two that i'm using that computer mm-hmm. a day yeah i would agree i would agree with that i no longer have okay. any weird slowdowns or anything like we're in the early betas um, mm-hmm. my mac actually feels pretty fast um it's not the fastest mac because of course it's a non-touch bar macbook pro 13 inch but it's it does the job like it's good mm. okay um, yeah i'm um, actually i'm uh, sort of looking forward to updating because i haven't been playing around that much with um any of the new um like uh, any new swift ui things uh, mm-hmm. because i haven't had it on my, my main machine so it will be great to actually i mean install. you could do swift ui on your um mojave machine yeah, but you can't see the interface. Yeah, no preview. Yeah, and I feel like that's sort of part of the magic <laughs> that they sold me. On. I'm not sure if it's true. actually that magical in the end, but it seems it seems pretty cool. Uh, but I haven't actually had it on like my main Mac, so I would like to. I've been playing around with it on yours a bit, I think, Kai. But it will be fun to actually have that there. And we're starting a new project soon, um, Kai and I. Um, and we'll write it in Swift UI. I mean, that's the um, plan. That's the plan. <laughs> Not Remind, committing to anything yeah, to yeah. ship it with Swift UI. Yeah. Re- we'll play this back Swift to UI. me in a couple of months when, when I'm less excited about Swift UI. <laughs> um, no, but I think it will be really I think it will be really exciting. So I'm looking forward to GM being out, or, or the release being out and starting with Swift UI. 
Did you want to talk a bit about that new project? I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do, was there anything else you want to talk about related to Catalina Kai? No. I'm I'm just looking forward to in general new new Mac updates are very exciting just because it's a machine I use a lot. So I I like I like new even shiny if, bits. Even if people say that they are not that stable? Yeah, people. <laughs> it's also realistically I don't mind those kind of issues as much. Why not? Why not? I don't know. I, I, it I, seems like people are really frustrated about iOS 13 still. I don't feel like I notice significant problems with it. No. But I also, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not that impacted by by those kind of things. I, I like, I, I, I'm excited about things being new more so than, you know, more some people are very much, they, they know how it works and they never want anything to change and they're annoyed about anything that changes. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of the opposite. It's like uh, after a year, I'm looking forward to some things yeah, changing. Yeah, because there's sort of things that you want to improve, right? Yeah, but also sometimes, I mean, it's it's change for this change sake is not not necessarily uh, great. But I I don't mind <laughs> if things change. I, I I just enjoy certain things a bit more. I'm excited to to notice that something has changed. I, I like I like change. Change is good. <laughs> And some of that will be better, and that will stick around. The stuff that didn't get better or actually got worse will probably not stick around for long. So I I don't mind. Or will get improved. Yeah. So I don't mind things changing, and then we see if it's if it's better. Okay, that's a very positive attitude. More people Mm. should think like that. Well, (laughs) I don't know. You have to have a certain level of taste to make changes. I don't know. Well, that's true. That's true. I, I kind of have to ask. I, I think I know the answer, but are either of you on the 13.2 beta on your mm-hmm. phones? No. No. Uh, are you? No. no. Okay, yeah, I didn't think so, but I, I had to ask because, you know. Does that not? mean you are? Um, I'm not. Uh, I do have every intention of updating this weekend. Like, okay. Just kind of like the Mac thing, I haven't got around to updating. I didn't. I, I removed the, the beta profile once yeah, everything went public because, um, yeah, I didn't want to be like forced into updating anything but i think uh look 13 point like they're gonna be pumping out updates pretty fast um i have a lot of confidence that things are gonna be getting better quickly and i think the best way to then like sort of stay on top of that things are getting better train is to use the beaters um sure that might mean some weird issues but i think there's gonna be like big improvements just in this continuous update cycle thing that we're going through at the moment yeah yeah i see Um, that i don't i don't think like the point like point x updates are super risky um there was I did I did read some things about the original um, original watch six point one beta, so like the beta one. Um, some people said it wasn't great, but it went out beta two, so I think I'm going to give that a, a shot too, along with iOS thirteen point two, because like I mentioned a few times, the battery on my series four isn't great, so it can only get better. I don't really think it's going to get worse. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed, but yeah, we'll see. So I'll probably by the time we record next week, I'll probably be running um, some new betas and stuff. All right, oh, yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's it's good that one of us is a bit more risk overt, I guess, and trying those <laughs> things out. You mean the opposite uh, yeah, of averse? Like, what's well, the opposite I, I think of averse? Risk, risk seeking, no, risk seeking. No, yeah, I don't uh, think so. Yeah. I don't th- like again. Like I don't think it's a huge. I know. You know I, I could know. always restore my phone from. I have regular backups. It's okay. Um, I did. I did just want to. Speaking of like this phone and the software and all that, I I, I do want to mention a couple of things about the phone. Um, 
the first is, because it's been two weeks now, I actually really like this phone. Uh, I'm still Woo-hoo. firmly in the camp of it is too big. It is. So, I still have my 7 on my desk. It's going to a family member this weekend, but I haven't uh, I haven't seen them yet. So, I will see them this so weekend and weekend I'll get rid trip. of it. But <laughs> it's a long weekend. So, I can take it down to a family member and give it to them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, no, I, I, I needed to get the battery replaced. So, I've kept it a little bit longer. But anyway, it's all, it's all good now. It's ready to go, but it's still sitting on my desk. And so, I pick it up every now and then and it's so much lighter and so much nicer. And here I was thinking that was ginormous when I upgraded from a 5S or whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, apart from the size and apart from the fact that... So, I, I did drop it the other day. It's not really damaged, but it made the most ridiculous noise. It sounded like a brick hit the floor. It's too big. It's too heavy. Uh, but it, it... And I think, Kai, you put it this way in an episode last week, maybe, or the week before. You said it's the best phone you can get for this form factor. I'm inclined to agree. Like, it is a really impressive phone. Um, there are three things that stand out for me. And so, I guess this is my mini review time because... Mm-hmm. Apart from my last week was kind of initial impressions. This week is uh, I've actually used it day to day for a while. All right. The full the full review in five minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there are three things that really stand out. The cameras we spoke about that last week. They're super. I mean, for a phone camera, it's three really things, impressive. Huh? Um, sorry, <laughs> three things that stand out. The camera. Sorry. Well played. Um, <laughs> The cameras are really impressive. Um, night mode, night mode's quite quite good. Um, mm. The battery is phenomenal. I have not had to worry about the battery one bit. Like I used to be somebody who carried a portable charger around and would need that at least once a day. Um, if I wasn't at work, if I was at work, I could just plug it in to a charger at work. Um, I have not put it on the charger after waking up uh, for two weeks. And it's ridiculous, it's right? The one day I did do that was when I inst- like one of the software updates came out, like thirteen point one point one or point two or whatever, and I put it on charge while it was updating. And I think I finished that day with like forty five percent. So I realized I didn't need to do that, um, mm-hmm. but I did anyway. But yeah, so I've never had a, a concern over battery. And this isn't me like going, oh, I'm going to put it into low power mode and turn the brightness down so I get through the day. This is just me using my phone as hmm. I would want to use my phone not even thinking about the battery, getting to the end of the day, you know, ready to go to sleep and it's still at like 20-something percent. It's just, it's been really, really impressive. I think when yesterday was When I got my replacement phone, phone, it came with mm-hmm. 70% battery and I used it mm-hmm. the entire day without charging it. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I saw the uh, low power mode indicator when it hit 20% mm-hmm. because that was the first okay, time in, yeah. in like the two weeks that I've actually mm-hmm. seen the, uh, it drop below 20% and that was only because it came with 70% and then I Mm -hmm. had to run multiple updates and I didn't charge it while doing the updates and I did a full iCloud restore which obviously draws a lot of battery and still I ended the day with like 15% battery. Good. It's so like I I kind of want to see how far I can stretch this if I put it in low power mode from the morning and just like how could I well and truly get through a full day somewhere with a congested network and using it heavily like I'm really curious. Like yesterday was probably the best example of yesterday was about as full on as a day gets in terms of like stress on a phone for me. And I finished the day with more than 10%. Um, <laughs> so like I woke up uh, 5.30. I used a bit of hotspot on the train. It was only like 20 minutes, but you know, I had music and, and was hotspotting my laptop. Um, just a normal day apart from that. Then after work, I you know used it on the train home, obviously. Um, Got home, I used it for navigation for about 30 minutes in my car. Um, not a problem. Uh, 
was out like last night and I got home just after midnight. So it went from 5.30 in the morning till midnight, which is 18 and a half hours. Um, and I still had more than 10% when I got home. Um, I did pop it into low power mode uh, probably about 7.30 um, mm-hmm. and, and left it there until I got home. But like it was fantastic. Like that's about as full on as a day can get. Um, and I didn't even have to think about charging it. Um, and obviously if I was in a, in a position where I really needed the battery to well and truly last beyond that, I could have just like topped it up at my desk for, you know, probably even 20 minutes would have done plenty, but like just the whole, like I can go an entire day off the charger, uh, and not worry about anything like that. That is, that is huge. Like, that's something I've wanted from a phone for a while. And I know, you know, even when I bought the iPhone seven, like the promise of, you know, this has a bigger, better battery, whatever it was, it didn't really like. Like even from the beginning, there were there were days where it definitely couldn't get through the whole day. Um, but this is mm-hmm. the first time I've really felt like I don't have to give it a second thought and I can use my phone as I want. Like the iPhone 7 could get through a whole day, but I'd have to put it in low power mode and I have to be a little bit careful and you know, not use maps and that kind of thing. Um, this is definitely not that. So I'm I'm really impressed. Um, I really like that. Would you would you give up the battery for a smaller form factor? <sighs> so this is this is a really tough question. <laughs> Um, that I would have to decide. I'd have to see the phone, I think. Um, there was a there was an article this week I read that said they're going to do an iPhone SE 2 in the iPhone 8 form factor. And I think to go to the iPhone 8 size, that's not worth it. Um, as in that trade-off isn't worth it. I'd rather stick with this one. If there was something that was an iPhone 5S size type phone, I'd probably strongly consider it. I'd have to see what the other trade-offs are as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really good question because... There is something really nice about not having to worry about an, a portable battery or not having to worry about finding a charger at 3 p.m. Just, you know, just use the phone as you want. Um, that part is is something I really like. Uh, and I, mm-hmm. I do quite value that. Um, and I'm realizing that now that I've had it for two weeks and can go out all day and not worry about plugging in into charge. So Look at this. The week <sighs> of Zach coming around. Credit card, <laughs> large phones... What's Look, the next thing? It's still you buy, stupidly large. Buy an iMac? I, it will never it will never not be stupidly large. It's <laughs> uncomfortable. But the trade there are some positives to the trade-off in design. Mm. Um so I don't All know. Right. That would depend on on form factors and other trade-offs next year. For example, if there was only one camera in a smaller phone combined with worse battery, that might be a reason to stick with this phone, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Um but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, and what's the third part? The third is Face ID. Yeah. So I've had some, I've had Face ID uh, pick up some angles where I feel like it shouldn't this week. Like it's, it's surprisingly good. Um, I don't know if it's getting better with time. It might be, or it might just be that as I use it more, it just happens to be in weird random angles. But there are times where I'll like mm-hmm. just glance at my phone to check the time. Like if my phone's in my hand, often it's easier to like look at the time there than my watch. And I'm just like, there are times when I'll see the little lock icon do its little animation and unlock. And it's like, that shouldn't have unlocked. I wasn't trying <laughs> to unlock my phone here. I wasn't trying to put my face in any kind of frame that would like be picked up by this camera but hey it just unlocked uh the most recent example was this morning in my car it was sitting in the cup holder um the camera wasn't really facing me and i mean it it was to an extent but it wasn't like pointing at my face Mm -hmm. um and i checked the time and i saw the animation thing go and i was like whoa this is this is actually really impressive um i think it is getting better but like i said it could just be uh, i'm using it more um and Mm -hmm. realizing that it's good um so it's actually working out 
um, better than I was expecting. Uh, again, this is the week of, of a rumor that Touch ID is coming back to the phone. Um, oh, I hope next. I hope that's not a thing. Yeah, I oh, hope that's like, that a, like a well, it, it would be both apparently. Um, is what yeah, I read. That, but that seems do you know? Do you know what the plan? Uh, do you know what type of how they would do that? Would under it be the under the screen? Under the screen. Yeah, yeah that was. Okay. What, that was so it what, wouldn't be like um, a, the article said. Uh, back back of the phone, like no. the Pixel. No, I don't no. think so. It's like, like all that, the new Android um, phones. Yeah, but the Pixel still has yeah. it on the back on the phone, right? But there's also a new Pixel coming out in eleven days. Mm. Do we we should know what, what that one looks like. Mm. Do, do, do you know? I still a surprising amount put my finger where the home button should be <laughs> to unlock. Um, even as I'm using the phone, sometimes I'll go to exit an app and I realize I've just like mushed my finger down on the <laughs> home indicator and nothing's happened. It's happening way more than it should be for two weeks with this phone. Um, I guess that'll just take a bit more getting used to, but it's still happening. I do often pull it out of my pocket and not know the orientation it's in and realize it's upside down. Um, mm-hmm. That's happened a few times, but these are just like minor teething. Yeah, things. that's something um, I noticed too. Because you don't have the home button yeah. there to feel where it is. Sure, you have like the yeah the the speaker, but it's so small. So mm. I also exactly yeah it upside down. yeah it's yeah no I, I mm. get that a little bit um yeah. but yeah look still it's still the size thing is not to my liking, but everything else about the phone like it's a really impressive phone. It's a good piece mm-hmm. of technology um, mm. that I'm very much enjoying. And um, it will get better yeah. with updates because we we know by now yeah. that a lot of things didn't didn't really make it that plan to make it. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. so much so much unutilized power in that thing. The U one is still not being utilized for for enough. Uh, so I think if you're already happy with the phone, I expect it to only get better from here. Yeah. No. I. I it. It's good. I mean, and that's the mm. thing. Like, I wanted to like this phone. I didn't think I was going to. Um, I'm happy that it's like, like, the, like yeah, like, like there's design trade-offs, but you, you, I feel like there are benefits to the larger display. It's not like, oh, it's a larger display and that's it. Like I can definitely see the battery one mm-hmm. as being something that could be worthwhile. You know, like the iPhone seven, while it was a much nicer size, if I was going out for a full day and had to put a battery in my pocket too, mm-hmm. sort of offsets the size and weight difference, right? I still have to carry mm-hmm. something. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think it's pretty good. Um, I'm, I like, really don't understand why why Apple would bring Touch ID like as a secondary feel, feels like an overkill. Like I don't think mm. a lot of people would need both Touch ID and Face ID. How serious is this rumor? I mean, it's been I popping think, up. Was it Mark Gurman? I think it was Mark Gurman. Really? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it was like a like, legitimate source. But it seems sweet, right? Just as a secondary security, yeah, it seems yeah. like an overkill. I, I don't really know a lot of people who have legitimate problems with Face ID. I wonder if it would be something that you want if you have a if you have a smaller device, like a smaller form factor, and they want to be able to provide a bigger screen. Just to get rid of the, the, the camera array on top? Not just because of that. It could also be that the camera array is more expensive than if they would put a fingerprint sensor in but they don't want to have a fingerprint sensor that's visible so they want to put it on the screen so it could be that they're working on a technology to have the fingerprint sensor under the screen but it's not meant to be put together with the face id yeah maybe because i mean the one argument i could see is we want to get rid of the camera array like just to get a better screen to body ratio yeah but then people still want the front-facing camera i don't know if people would be happy without that because you use that for like facetime and everything yeah that's true I mean, you could yeah. you could get a camera 
under the screen easier than the entire camera, right? Or or somewhere like I don't know, you know, camera doesn't need to be that big. You could you could shove shove that in one of the corners, or do like the punch out that some of the phones do. Yeah, maybe that would mm. maybe work. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I I'd I'd not be uh un- unless yeah no i i'm i'm very happy with face id i'd much rather keep that yeah i mean i don't think they would take face id away for this right it's more the question is rather red the question is more like rather or not it makes sense for them to even work on this if face id works so well it might be like the re- reverse wireless charging that doesn't actually happen because it makes mm. no sense <laughs> what do you mean by that? No, I, no, I think reverse wireless charging does make sense, but I think it'd be nice. <laughs> well, I remember you and I spoke about this a couple of days ago, Kai. Mm. And I think you did make a good point. Um, so basically, why do you think, first of all, why do you think it's not going to happen? Why, and second of all, why do you think there are so many rumors around it? Like, why is there so much smoke but no fire? My assumption is just, I mean, Apple buys a lot of parts, right? Apple buys parts for, for phones from different vendors. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if parts of the the charging coils and charging controllers that Apple bought from suppliers, is te- they are technically capable of doing reverse wireless charging. And then whatever uh, supply chain analyst saw that Apple bought parts that are capable of reverse wireless charging, and they said, hey, Apple must be working on reverse wireless charging. But it's just the the, the actual uh, chips and the actual parts they bought could do it, but Apple had no intention of actually uh, adding that to their phones. Right? That, that kind of yeah, makes... I mean, that, that's a, like a plausible theory. Yeah. Um, I still think it would be cool. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that mm-hmm. happens sometimes, right? Even... Even your phone right now has technically has a, oh, I don't know if the Intel ones, but back when you had Qualcomm uh, uh, LTE modems in your phone, they had an FM capabilities. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Doesn't mean about you that. have you don't have radio on your phone, right? It, because yeah. Apple decided not to use that part. Yeah, and I think the I think the fact that Apple bought a, like is is having that capability for for their parts. It's one thing, but then we have also seen so many Android phones lately that do have reverse charging. So I think people might just try to draw the connection there and see that the fact that Android has it means that Apple probably want to do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean it because if the feature, if Apple doesn't think the feature is necessary, I don't think or, they would do or it. Or there yet or good enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I feel like Apple overall has a higher threshold of how good things have to be yeah. before Apple commits to I think there's a reason why Apple hasn't phones. made a foldable phone yet. You know, I feel like that is something that companies do that want to experiment a bit more. But I feel like Apple probably want to wait till it's actually possible to do that in a nicer way. I'm not saying that Apple makes a foldable phone. It's just an example. I think there are certain things that they decide to hold off on until it's actually ready. Yeah, Apple in general doesn't do... I mean, they used to not do things first, but do them best. Now Apple does actually do a lot of things first. Like their custom chip design was... I mean, obviously there were other chips before, but Apple was uh, one of the first to actually do custom chips for their smartphones. The uh, ultra-wideband Apple was first. Face ID that actually uses like a proper... like 3D capture of your face. But again, Face ID was a concept that other companies right. tried to do That's before. Right. And they Apple just wanted to make it mm. good rather yeah. than putting it in there and having less secure phones. 
but um, also because a lot of the Android phones do have reverse wireless charging, probably whoever makes those coils and those controllers, they probably are all optimized for that. So maybe the best uh, one-way wireless charging coil happens to also support two-way. And Apple just wanted the best part yeah. for the one-way wireless charging. And um, assumes that people will will be okay with not having their phone heat up randomly when you place another phone on top of it. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite happy that that feature didn't. Why is that? You just, <laughs> like, just, you don't, you every, just don't want people to scratch their every phones time, by putting them on but, top but, of but, it. But like, if, you don't, if you didn't use it, it wouldn't affect you, right? It's nothing, nothing wrong with it being I there. mean, first of all, I don't ever want to be in a situation where someone expects me to. That's no, I don't true. Be the, in a social, social situa- the social situation. situation of people expecting you to hand them, hand them your phone because they are out of battery, I don't, I don't want to be there. I'm yeah. just going to be like, I'm sorry, like, can I sorry, just put my, my phone, phone on yours to top it up? I was like, all right, we're no, no longer friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, gotta run. Uh, I, I still have a two-year-old phone. I don't have, uh, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't want that. F- but also, I, I think that, that's, I mean, I do like that Apple ships things that are nicer of all. Like, the, uh, wireless charging in, in itself is already incredibly inefficient. But we can live with it because usually we do that at home, right? So whatever the the loss is, it's plugged into a wall where I mean it has an impact on envi- on the environment. But um, but what? But, <laughs> but screw it. But at least your phone charges overnight. <laughs> but if we if we uh, actually do that from a device, we we just generate so much heat for so little gain. Oh, so what you mean is that it's just. Too inefficient of a thing. Yeah, so I think it's not a great feature. Not- it might be better in, in, in a few years. I know, okay, I know. I, I still, where you stand. Like, there's, there's, yeah, the, yeah. like, there's advantages. I mean, yeah, yeah, the obvious one is your AirPods die and you just kind of want to get the, you know, five minute top up to get home. But also, like, if your friend wants, a li- like, it's, I don't think you would charge your friend's phone from like zero to 40%. But if they needed 5% to help them get home, I can see there being a use there. I know, I know, but I just, I know, I know, yeah, I know. It could be used, your standpoint. You know, you don't. It doesn't have to be like. Yes, it's inefficient, but if you're using it for five minutes, it's like it could be quite nice. I don't but know. Five minutes. That's the thing. We, we did the math in episode. I don't know, <laughs> sixty forty. I don't remember. It, it took like a ridiculous amount of minutes for a very insignificant level of charge. It was something to the extent of if your phone is completely flat to get to ten percent or five percent. I don't remember what it was. It took like an hour. Um. Which is just mm, not not a good feature, and that means I mean we we already see that right. Apple's huge company, and they were on iOS thirteen, and this phone everything was super constrained. The more Apple decides to do things that are not great, but still puts effort in, because Apple still has a higher threshold than most others to to get technology that's not there yet to get to a point where it's at least acceptable. That is taking time and resources and testing and engineering and parts and I, I don't think Apple should pick up things just because they're at the edge of being potentially useful if, yep. if yep. they have enough other things to do with. Yeah, and I also don't think this will be a competitive advantage if Apple has something like this. I don't think it's a feature that... I just don't think it, it can like, be a good feature yet. Yeah. And therefore but I'd rather I'm have... also not sure, like, even if this would be a thing, I'm not sure if it would be beneficial for Apple to work on it rather than something else. I don't know if anyone would choose to go with an iPhone instead of an Android phone because it has reverse wireless charging. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, feel, but like, it feels a improve. bit more like a like, sure. Like but then let's, I, I, I might be convincible in in a year or two when you can actually get out of five minutes. Let's say you get one percent per minute. At, uh, let's say in, in two three years, mm. then I'm not going to say, well, I had this opinion once. I will stick with it forever. If we get a one percent per minute charge, all right, fine. I yeah, can see why like, that's but useful. Also, you kind of have to do that initial product even if it doesn't ship you have to do that initial work and then initial, initial research I know, I know. To, and that's to get to a sure point Apple where you can trade prototypes to do that they just yeah. don't so ship do you think that's a customers. waste of their time though you, you just but said that if no they... i think pr- making a prototype has way different uh, constraints yeah, than yeah. building a product yeah like it, I, I would be surprised if apple doesn't have a prototype in their labs that does that and that would yeah. be almost uh uh, like a weird miss of not even trying it out. Like that's true, and the know. time you have to spend on making a prototype is very different compared to making a shippable product. And I mean, those prototypes informed Apple not shipping it now, right? This is th- that was the decision Apple made. Like mm. they, they probably did testing that led them to 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 conclude to not ship this in the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. I mean, that's that's where those kind of decisions often come from. Either mathematically and physically, they were like, well, there's too little gain. Or they had prototypes, which I think is likely, that they did this and they're like, nah, not worth it. Because, I mean, more heat and all the, all the other things that come with it too. Um, doesn't mean it will not improve. and doesn't mean it will not ship in the iPhone 13. Uh, and then I might be like, all right, I still probably won't use it myself. Um, but now that I can charge my AR glasses in like five minutes, pretty neat. Just had to talk about AR glasses because yeah. people complain that I talk about <laughs> AR every single episode. Oh, I haven't talked. I haven't heard you talk about AR, Kai. Do you want to talk a bit more about this? <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm I'm okay with those kind of things shipping when when they're ready. Yeah, and there's no like I think it's really good, and I think like I say, it is expected that Apple would test those things out, but. It is very different from working through a product and pushing to ship it, even if it's not mature enough. And I think, hopefully, they are keeping an eye on this. And space. I mean, for some things, it's also worth it, right? I think the U1, despite it clearly not all the things being ready yet, I think that was a good thing. Even even if only the hardware had chipped and they didn't even have the airdrop thing, uh, I think that would be worthwhile because I do think the U1 has could have a bigger impact on the phone in the future like in a year yeah. your phone can probably do things that it can't do today because that, that could is, be a software thing though sure that's what i mean it's yeah. like this is a chip that becomes more valuable over time i think this reverse wireless charging isn't really something where where if you still have this phone in two years you're like oh man i wish i had waited well you won if it would not ship this year but with ios 14 when all of the software is ready you'll be happy that your phone's capable of that and i think you'd rather have to you one than your reverse wireless charging you know like there there are still like different levels of which things should ship even if we're not fully ready with everything yet yeah sure sure that's a fair way to look at it but that is yeah okay i i get where you're coming from i i would still be excited <laughs> about this feature even if it wasn't in its final form when it initially shipped and then it took a year or two but i get where you're but coming from no though because you also don't want yeah. it to be get a bad reputation like when yes that is true because i mean look at something like siri siri is not it's not the best personal assistant at the moment but it is not a bad one, but I think in the beginning, Siri was very limited, and I think it's still getting really bad rep because of that. Or watch apps. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, Speaking I think, of, though, Siri yeah. got a lot better in <laughs> iOS 13.1.2, the oh, okay. voice recognition. 
it's no longer, I, and I'm not the only one saying this, but the voice recognition <laughs> is no longer like stopping mid query or mishearing words. It just seems to be a little okay. bit faster and a lot more accurate. It's quite impressive. I'm not sure what's changed. Um, when um, is the HomePod multi-user support going to come out? Which OS is that part of? It was supposed has to be in iOS 13, right? It has not. Was that yet. announced? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. But then I think I they didn't it out, yeah, make okay, it cool. for iOS 13. So that's why I was thinking maybe this, maybe that's just part of that improvement. So they, they ship parts of that in 13.1.2. But I, I really don't know. I don't know when it's supposed to come out. I think it was supposed to come out now-ish. Okay. So maybe it's... Probably 13.2. It makes sense to be a bigger thing. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to come out with 13, but I mean, 13 is a bit more stretched this year, so... Um, 13 is just like... It's, it's not 13.0, it's just iOS 13. Yeah, Sometime during the 13 cycle, <laughs> things will come out, maybe. iOS 13 is a way of life. Yeah. Not a specific point in time. Yeah, it will, I mean, realistically, it's probably coming around around 13.2-ish. Um, oh, yeah, I, I just... Uh, got a confirmation. HomePod can recognize your voice is part of 13.2 in the beta already. Okay. Mm. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. I don't know. Maybe they just do general improvements and that made it, something made it in there. Mm. All right. Cool. Um, this was a long way of... <laughs> Didn't we start off ta- trying to talk about uh, our next Swift UI project? No, we sort of... I asked about it. And, and then I said, do you want to say happened. anything more about macOS Catalina? And then it <laughs> went on for, what is it, 40 minutes? Oh. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Microsoft event? I don't really have anything to say. I know there's Did some folding the phone or something. Event? No, no, of course not. Okay. Of course not. Why not? It's, <laughs> of course not. This is like a way for you to understand how the rest of the world works outside of Apple. <laughs> it was, uh, so it was weird. really weird. <laughs> <laughs> this event was really strange. In oh, so many ways. Yeah. I, whenever we, we're like watching an Apple event and we're like, eh, it's a bit, yeah, we're like, a it's boring a bit part. Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's, it's like a firework explosion compared to Microsoft events. Man, are those weird. <sighs> Do you want to talk about your, your Sorry, Microsoft event impression? <laughs> <laughs> it was just strange. Like, it was. Uh, afterwards, I found this the, this video from The Verge where they had a 11-minute recap of what happened in the Microsoft event, and I really wish I'd rather watch that. No offense. No, it's, it's, it's good. It's good to, as I said, it's good to see what other companies do. But I feel like Microsoft is just like approaching events very differently. Um, first of all, it was a really strange setup. The state was really, really small. But it's not even just, it, it all was very, I mean, I think it was Steve Jobs saying at some point that Microsoft just doesn't have taste. And not a lot of that has changed. <laughs> I, I just felt like that entire presentation was a bit, it felt wrong. It was a bit hand wavy and it felt very, very dragged out. That's what I'm saying with the, the Verge video, that that one would maybe have been better. It just felt like, they made it long for the sake of making it long. And it but was. The, the products that they released were relatively interesting. Um, I think they did have some exciting things there. Um, but I think the fact that they, 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 they sort of tried to present it from such a corporate perspective. And I think that's partly because they are still wanna, they, they wanna appeal to their corporate customers and they wanna appeal to like businesses, but they also wanna appeal to like everyday users. And I think they're, st- 
not really striking a balance there, and it makes it quite boring to watch. Does that yeah, is no. that what you get? Okay, no, no. <laughs> it 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 was just I don't know. It felt like a weird culty type event. Like it was very weirdly. I don't know. I don't want to bash people that think they're good presenters but aren't and thinking they're super inspiring when they're not really uh so we cut all of that out um so let's rather talk about the products that were mentioned throughout that presentation yeah because there were even that was a bit interesting this time so app uh, apple yeah i wish uh <laughs> microsoft has they their big line of products is the surface line yeah so, it was basically all they spoke about. Everything was a Surface-related thing, mm. right? So they have a whole bunch of new Surface products, and they're all they all look pretty pretty decent. Um, I mean, they're still running Windows, which is not an operating system that uh, I could use based on my career path I picked. Um, but nevertheless, as products, they seemed seem pretty interesting all around like the smaller laptops and their convertible laptops and their bigger laptops all seem pretty cool for for windows laptops um but then a weird thing they did is they then also decided to announce products that it will ship the year after that so they started announcing or or giving a sneak peek it was uh, quite a big sneak peek a, though a, yeah a huge sneak it was basically peak. a product announcement for something that will be available 20 in december 2020 yeah, yeah. And those were quite interesting because they were like those are probably the ones you've heard about, like the foldable ones, like the small and the big folder one, where yeah, the small one is yep. more of a phone and the bigger one is more like a laptop-ish thing, uh, or or tablet, I guess. Um, but that completely overshadowed all the other announcements because no one, no one, even I, I watched the event, but I forgot all the yeah, all yeah, me early too. announcements me because the other stuff was just way more interesting. Mm. And now I'm wondering what are they going to present next year then? I feel like they, they gave out so much information about this. It wasn't just, look, this is a foldable device. It was more, this is what we imagine for it and you can see everything here. Yeah. It was very, they announced a lot around it. Mm. Um, but what I think was interesting is that they're not trying to go with a typical foldable phone that has an easy, that easily can break that many other companies have been trying, like Samsung's been trying to do. Um, it seems like foldable, I mean, obviously foldable phone is a hard thing to do. And it felt like they took the approach of having rather sort of like a book, almost uh, like mm. you have two screens that are attached next to one another. And then they sort of you can sort of work in a flexible way because you do have the two screens, but you can sort of merge them together at some points and also have like one as like a helper screen almost. You could almost like pop it up so that you get like a keyboard and a, and a screen. The funny thing is now when the name Notebook finally makes a lot of sense, I know. they no longer call it Notebook. I know. <laughs> it's such a missed opportunity in general. Companies and naming things there. <laughs> It doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to work. But um, I think the reason why they announced it early is this device, just based on how it works, right? You have two essentially two phones or two tablets next to each other, where you can have either like two things running next to each other or apps going into like a two screen mode. Like for for mail app, you might see all your mails on the left screen and then um the detail on the right side on your right screen or uh you flip it where the the screens are not uh vertically next to each other but you kind of turn it around so that one screen is kind of closer to you the other one further away um 
and then you use the bottom like a keyboard and then the, the top screen becomes the main screen more like a laptop but that all of that needs a tremendous amount of developer imp- work right because your apps have to uh, support all those new i think they're calling it windows 10x yeah which uh, is very <laughs> yeah i mean this is a bit like apple announcing size classes i think before all the different phones became available yeah but for this kind of thing where you have all those different form factors and ways of what did i call it uh i forgot what what microsoft called it but like all those different ways of of holding and using those devices it needs very explicit support so i i do think i i understand why you would want to announce that early yeah because i mean that will take people probably a, a lot of people will will need the entire year to to be ready for something like this yeah yeah definitely um I mean, there are even things like, I think none of the prototypes, the Surface Neo and the Surface, what's the other one called? Duo? Duo? I think so. Um, I don't think they even had cameras on them yet. So Oh, good point. I, I think those those hardware products are not actually ready yet. Yeah, it's so, mostly to show the form factor, I think. Yeah, and, and the way of interacting with it. Mm. So I, I, I see that mostly as a heads up for developers. So when Microsoft launches the the product it they actually have software that works for it and realistically on on i mean on in the mac ecosystem we're relatively spoiled with developers being fairly quick in adopting new apis and new device sizes and size classes and and safe areas and those kind of things well (laughs) a lot of them like most of the nice apps would support that i think that's a bit slower adoption on the microsoft side okay um partially because microsoft is uh more likely to support things that have been around for like 20 years apple is a bit more um quick in deprecating and removing apis um and then enforcing enforcing new things through uh through a uh, review process um but also just i mean i guess corporate companies making windows applications might not move as fast as um smaller companies uh, could so mm-hmm. might also just need the longer yeah. heads up uh, for those kind of products but either way it, it kind of overshadowed um all the other products that are actually available now ish um, which i thought was a bit peculiar um i think um to tie this back to AR kit and, and AR, uh, to tie this uh. back to AR glasses, this is pretty much what I was hoping that Apple would, or what we've been talking about, that it would be great if Apple would do. So if there is something like a AR wearable product, I feel like Apple would be comfortable releasing it if they have, or announcing it if they have it at this stage, when they have like an actual product they can show and say that it's going to come out sometime, and then sort of prepare developers for it. And I think... It's sort of a similar type of product that Apple wouldn't want, probably want developers to to get onto. Um, so I thought it's it, this seems to be a general trend. It's like first Facebook did the thing with the Oculus uh, glasses, and now we sort of saw this, and I feel like it would be great if Apple could do that, um, so that we get to know a bit more about AR glasses. But either way, I, I think those those Neo and Duo, they're kind of interesting. And it's mm. also interesting that it's Microsoft entering I know. the phone market finally. You were so excited first. I, was like, I know. Yay! Uh, uh, Microsoft is entering phone markets again. That means they're going to make Windows for, for the phone. Like mm. What did they call that before? 
What was the actual name? What do you Windows mean? OS? No. What did they call the OS version for the phone? Uh, uh, when they had... Um, when they actually Windows made their own software. It was. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. Windows Mobile? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't um, but I think that would have <sighs> been it exciting. Metro or was that just a new UI? But Yeah, that would have been exciting because it would have been meaning that there are now like more companies that enter that market and uh, that are competing. And I think more competition in those spaces are always good. It would be great if um, there are more companies competing with Apple because that will also push Apple forward. Mm. Um, so that would be really cool. But, then, but instead of getting yeah. a new version of Windows Phone, uh, it seems like they're running Android on that. Yeah. And working with Google. So that's less exciting. Because I did think having a third... I mean, Microsoft is, despite them not really hitting my my taste in, in software and hardware, um, apart from keyboards, like input devices, they're pretty good, uh, and controllers, um, I, I would have liked them to enter that market. Because in general, Microsoft is pretty... Especially at the moment, they're pretty experimental. Like, they're, they're definitely trying things and sticking with them long enough that even if one or two fail like even the surface line right the surface line wasn't super successful mm-hmm. but they they refined and improved the things that were not so good and kept the things that were good and now the surface line is a is probably if if i if someone would ask me which um uh, windows machine to buy i would i would recommend those because they're pretty solid i mean they're pricier but if if that's within the price range it is it is definitely the most appealing um non mac hardware for for a computer at the moment to me um and i i I was hoping that if if uh, microsoft enters that market with like mobile operating systems that we would see some more interesting ideas and some competition Hmm. but now running android is obviously uh, a lot less exciting i mean it does make sense considering that they were in that space before and had to leave it yeah yeah also it's just like it's hard right how do you convince people to make software for your yeah, yeah. niche platform yeah. this does make sense and it's the 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 smart it's mature thing str- to do. strategy and it also might just be like if if everyone buys uh microsoft phones because they're so good and they work with android that also opens the gate for them to eventually have something later even if it's first like a compatibility layer and then they have windows phone 2 or windows phone 3 or whatever they want to have that runs something closer to their own operating system at least at least in the space or entering that space next year again i think that alone is still interesting and i hope i hope that they're getting some traction with this because those devices are definitely interesting yeah Um, it's probably the better decision i mean if you look at the um other foldable displays i mean this is not foldable. They're literally two displays next to each other, yep. which means both of them it, well, can have glass. It's not, yeah, that's the thing. It's not a foldable screen. It's a foldable device. Yeah. Mm. And I think that is a... Like, if you look at your MacBook, I think that's a pretty pretty good uh, configuration to have two things where uh, the outside is what protects the inside. And that's kind of what this would be for, for, for phone or tablet form factor. I think that's pretty good. I, I think that as a as a concept of having two screens you fold together to protect from the outside, that seems like something that is more realistic and more durable than like the Galaxy Fold that <laughs> is like a plastic screen that you can scratch with your nail. I mean, we've had that. That was not a the most glorious time for, for phones. 
So I think this this is at least interesting, and it's not going to be the last one of those. So that's it's still fun. You're still happy, still excited. I mean, go I'm, tech. Yeah, in general, new tech is good. Mm. Uh, no, like I new ideas that, in I just, tech in particular. Or? Yeah, I liked. I always like to watch what everyone else is doing because I think it's nice to have an idea of what's going on on the other side and what Apple can compete with or what can push Apple further. And I think it's good. It's good that uh, that Microsoft is still experimenting with those things. Mm. And I mean, also, Apple just has too much, uh, too little competition at the moment. Apple, I mm. I think Apple does the best when they're actually having a lot of competition and they have to fight. Um, not saying this will be getting us back there, but at least there's a higher possibility of that happening. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and if you're up for a very strange, weird confusing alternative universe tech event. Yeah. You should watch that Microsoft event. It's very strange. <laughs> it does sound like a handful. And yeah. it will make you appreciate Apple so much more. <laughs> but also just, you know, how you're like, sometimes like uh, Tim Cook is talking about things then not that Yeah, this exciting. most recent Apple event was boring. but Yeah, but it's, it's like, I'd rather watch 10 of those than one of the Microsoft ones. Like even ten times the same one. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's terrible. I mean, not. I, I mean, used to watch them a few times. Not gonna lie, when I was had nothing yeah. better to do. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed watching the Microsoft event just because it's so different and so weird. But yeah, it's it's it is it's very strange. Mm. Cool. All right, should we get to our picks? So we're not making this another two and a half hour episode. Sure, we're not doing it's this. been a while. I'm excited for picks this week. Yeah, I'm, I, I have a list of like twelve things now. It makes what? it hard to pick. Oh which... no, I've just had the same one for a month. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, do you want to start then? Considering that you you waited for an entire month to finally pick this. Happily. Uh, so my pick this week is the Jira for Mac beta. It's Catalyst app. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been using it a little bit. There was a great talk at Sydney Coca Heads by Rob, who works in Sydney on the uh, Jira iOS app um, mm. and has for Rob, many years. And fa- Rob is also famous for being on stage at WWDC this year. Famous Rob, mm. yes. Mm. Yeah, gonna yeah. That's that's his new name. Um, so he he was the person from Atlassian who spoke about Jira for Mac on the mm. dub stage. We're all very excited mm-hmm. when he went up there. <laughs> but yeah, he gave a great talk at Koga Heads uh, a few weeks ago in Sydney about building the Catalyst app because obviously they've worked fairly closely with Apple to to get this off the ground. It's been um, something that's sort of uh, yeah. Anyway, they work they work together. Anyway, um, but yeah, that that app is in beta. <laughs> uh, I presume by the time this episode is out, if Catalyst. Sorry, if Catalina is out, then I presume this Jira for Mac app will be in the Mac app store. Yeah, this uh, might be really know, good timing or, or, uh, or not so good timing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if, if it's not, you can ju- you can download the beta at uh, atlassian.com forward slash Jira for Mac, all uh, one word, no spaces. Um, and yeah, I've been trying it out for a few weeks uh, since that talk, and I actually quite enjoy it. I'm not... a uh, I've never really used apps for Jira. I've always just used it on the web. The web's really clunky. The web is also really powerful. Like the web, if you use Jira at all, it's like the web can do everything. Um, whereas the app is a little bit more limited, but that's like perfectly suited for my needs. Like I just basically move tickets from spot A to spot B and add comments and change the status as required. Like I'm not really doing any, uh, I don't know how it would work basically for a um, like somebody whose job is Jira, if that makes sense. Would I can't you, comment would you on that. Would you say that the app is a bit less like it's not having the same like admin features? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's as, kind as of the what I'm, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as customizable. 
That makes sense. Yeah, no, so I've just I've just been using that, and it perfectly ma- suits my Jira needs, like well and truly. Um, it's really cool, and it's it's faster than using the website. Uh, it's really nice to have that native that native Catalyst app. Um, works really well. Um, the talk that he gave, I think, will be edited and published somewhere. Is actually really interesting if you're at all interested in like oh, even just a little yeah. bit about how the Jira iOS app works, because it talks a little bit about some like funky things they do with uh, multiple table views in a split view controller, and um, you know how they have a, like a split view controller inside of a split view controller or something like that. It was like a couple of table views inside of a split view controller. It was like some really hacky navigation hierarchy that was really super cool, uh, and how that sort of translated to the Mac. Um, he spoke a little bit about making hmm. a Mac app good with like menu bar items uh, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I spoke a little bit about the design process they underwent, you know, because the the version showed off at sta- on stage at WWDC was a little bit different from the one that's going to ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sort of designers iterated through a few things and sort of got to a, a stage where they think the app made a lot more sense on the Mac. Um, so it was just a really good talk. But also, yeah, my pick is the is the Jira Mac app because um, that's how I want to use Jira f- from now on because I never want to open the website again. Um <laughs> It does only work if you use Jira Cloud. If you use like a custom host, self-hosted Jira thingy-mabob, it won't work. Um, so that's worth noting. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I've never used the iOS app. I guess if you find the iOS app useful, you'll, you'll love the Mac app. But um, I've, I've not, it's not, not used the iOS app because it's not useful just because I've always wanted to use Jira from a computer. That's kind of where it makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's cool. Uh, good job to the, the people at Alassian building that. Um, it's cool, cool app. And uh, I look forward to downloading it from the Mac App Store. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, we'll see. I don't mm. really know when Catalyst or Catalina will be released, but <laughs> hopefully next week. Yeah, apparently. I, I, I'm still surprised that Apple doesn't announce those dates because so many people rely on releasing their software for Apple software. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I think... Oh, th- yep. Yep, you've just got to submit and they will release it for you when they're ready. Is that how yeah, it is? that's how it is at the moment. That's pretty much mm-hmm. what would happen? You're not getting... At least for you yourself. and I, Marlon. Maybe not for Alassian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even for Alassian, oh, yeah. they won't release it before it's ready. So, I mean... Yeah, still true. relying yeah. on Apple doing their thing. Mm. Yeah. Yep. It's, a bit, it's a bit weird. Um, also, wonder what's going on there. Because I, I, I'm sure mm. Apple would also... In theory, I'd like to announce when it's ready, but also don't want to promise something they can't mm. uh, keep. Yeah, that would. Well, I was would be kind of outrageous. curious what kind of bugs hold operating systems back at Apple. Like, just what determines, say, a P zero or P one? I kind of want to know these things. Like, it'd be interesting, interesting mm. to know why Catalina was delayed, mm-hmm. even if it was yeah, a really yeah. mundane reason, like oh, couldn't sign in on first install or something. Like, it could be just uh, something boring like that. Or it could be catastrophic data loss. You never know. Um, mm. So, I guess we'll, well, maybe we'll find out one day. If anyone knows why Catalina is delayed, <laughs> let, us, let us know. <laughs> we, we won't tell anyone. We're just curious for, for our own <laughs> safekeeping. Mm. Um, should I go next? Sure. Sure. You have All an right. interesting one. This is a little bit boring of a pick, but I have been using my new Apple Watch for a long time. I'm not picking the Apple Watch, but I am picking the Apple Watch Sports Loop. This is so nice. I think you've been saying this before, Zach, that the sports loop is really nice. And I never had a sports loop before, but it feels so comfortable in comparison. Yeah. To- I mean, in my opinion, it doesn't look great, but it's so comfy. Yeah. See, that's what I thought too. But honestly, the one that I got actually now when they have the two colored one, it actually looks quite nice, especially with the 
like with the rose gold watch that I got. I think it actually doesn't look bad. And so I got the nice. rose gold watch with the gray slash black uh, sports band, uh, sports loop. Mm-hmm. And it actually works really oh, nice. Okay, like, that one is quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, I'll give you that. That's quite a good one. Yeah. And for me, I feel, yeah, nice. I always felt like the sports band was a bit too loose. Like it was in between two sizes. So it was never fitting perfectly snug. And then it almost looked tacky it looked like this big thing sitting on my wrist whilst this is actually seeming it's it's snugger it's a little bit less bulky in that way and it's like i really i really really like it and it's not feeling tight at all even if it sits really snug so if people are still wondering which band they should go with i would definitely recommend trying the sports band um because i think it's really it's really nice really comfortable and it dries surprisingly fast. I was worried it would, if you like get it a bit wet, I was worried that it would take really long before it dries, but it's pretty good. So, mm. yeah. Vancouver yeah, Rain. I agree all around. It's probably the most impressive band in terms of like functionality. Mm. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, pretty durable too. Nice. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, and my pick is. Uh, an application I've actually used for I don't know how many years now um, called TextMate in particular TextMate 2 um, a text editor for the Mac um, has they finally uh, released uh, 2.0 what do you mean by finally? uh, it's been in beta since uh, let me go back in time and check (laughs) I think the first beta the first TextMate 2 Ba- oh Jesus! One eternity later. Right. So, based on on GitHub, uh, the first uh, beta was released in August 2013, or that was actually the alpha uh, of TextMate 2. Um, and I've used huh. TextMate 1 before that, and then the TextMate 2 beta for like at least, I guess, six years now. So that's why I'm saying finally. And in this case, I think finally is actually the right word. Yeah, finally is a well, yeah. well deserved Sometimes word, people yeah. are like, oh, I waited for the bus, and it's finally here. It's <laughs> been like two and a half minutes. But in this case, it's been in beta or alpha for six years, and they released it 20 days ago. Um, and I still think it's... Um, at least it's my favorite uh, text editor on on the Mac. It's super. It feels small and and fast. Um, it doesn't do a lot of things that you wouldn't want it to do, but it has plugins for all, all the common languages. Uh, does nice highlighting. Has some neat uh, like formatting functions. It's just a nice, neat, fast text editor. Um, also, it's it's actually a native Mac app. Um, I know a lot of people like uh, other text editors that are written in some weird web frameworks and I always have weird issues with them. Either like the shortcuts don't work reliably or sometimes they, they flash because they read like a, a web page or uh, like, I don't know, they're like just you feel that they're sometimes flaky or you open a really big text file, like a text file that's a few megabytes and they just load for like t- minutes um, before before the file actually opens, and scrolling performance is is horrible. TextMate is just super reliable, super fast, and um, yeah, I, I I really like it. And hmm. um, is this a new version? So uh, is this a paid update? TextMate two? 
compared to TextMate 1? Um, TextMate 2 is a... I don't know. I think it might be free. Yeah, I was feel, I had a feel for that too. Where do you... So if people want to get TextMate, is that something... Is it available in the App Store or is this a um, web download? <laughs> yeah. Web download. Do you have to go to their website to download it? Is this available in the Mac it App Store? It is uh, on Macromate's uh, website or GitHub. Okay. You can... There is a buy TextMate button. Yeah, you you can okay. you can pay somehow for something. Okay. I do think I paid for it a long time ago. Either way, there is a uh, buy button, but you can also just download it. Whatever whatever your budget allows. But either way, highly recommend it. Uh, text editor. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Nice. I've been looking for something to replace Adam for a while, so hmm. maybe this. I've been using Visual Studio Code a bit, which is annoying, but. It works, and I need to write JavaScript for uni, so. <sighs> I mean, for JavaScript, I would probably rather recommend something like WebStorm or PHP Storm. Yeah, PHP Storm okay. is really um, good. I'm just going to finish with Visual Studio Code, mm. but I've got like two weeks. <laughs> Fun. But it's just having a, a decent text editor that you're happy with on a Mac, it's just a nice thing to have. Like, there are always yeah. some type of text that you want to open that might not just be a word file or pdf or pages file and it's just nice to have something that deals yeah, with yeah and sometimes i just feel like it's unnecessary to open xcode or like a bigger id for those type of yeah. things so i like to oh just i hate when something tries to open in xcode i think yeah. like json files default to xcode and it's like xcode is so <laughs> slow at opening json like if it was if it was fast not a problem but mm. yeah it tries to like pass it and do its syntax highlighting but it's like, mm. it's so slow. But sometimes you also need it to be like text, you know, like a text edit on a Mac uh, is opening text files, but then they do some weird stuff with the encoding and like some some applications don't have problems reading those files. TextMate is just reliable. It shows you what it does. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I, I like having a, a text editor that's reliable on a Mac. And even t- like if I want to have like just quick note of something i don't want to put it in notes because it's it should go away it's just an untitled window that i close when i'm done with this like mm-hmm. if i do like a quick uh like capturing some frames to see what where they are and like have some values that i want to ke- briefly keep somewhere i just open text made because it opens fast uh throw some values in there and then then delete the file or close the window mm. cool um yeah i think those are all really good, really good picks this week. Mm. So everyone should check it out. And once Jira is available, um, I'm going to have a look at it. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not currently working on any Jira projects, but I have definitely gotten my exposure to the Jira website. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to trying the Mac app to see the differences there. And I have looked a bit at the iOS app as well. Um, I wasn't, uh, I'm similar to you, Zach. I didn't use it as much. I don't use it as much on a mobile device. So I think, well, next time I will actually use Jira, uh, I think the Mac app will be great. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Hopefully. All right. Talk to you guys next time. Mm. See you next week. Yeah. Good night. All right. <laughs> Bye. Night. <laughs>